Welcome to the Catch the Fire Church podcast. We're so glad you're joining us, and we hope you're encouraged by this message. It is my privilege. I have the joy of being kids pastor here, and I've been here for just over four years now, and uh, um, I love North Carolina. Uh, love the kids in this church, and some of my favorite things about North Carolina is it has everything from the mountains to the ocean. And uh, it was a year ago between Christmas and New Year's last year that I actually made my first trip out to the Outer Banks. And uh, I had heard about the Outer Banks growing up in Wisconsin. You know, you do see it in the news, unfortunately, at hurricane season. Uh, but then in class, we learned about the Wright brothers and uh, taking flight for the first time. And so as I was preparing for today, uh, it brought back the memory of the story that I heard about the Wright brothers Uh, It goes like this. Um, It was in December of 1903. And after many attempts, the Wright brothers, Orville and Wilbur, Wilmer, Wilbur, excuse me, Wilbur, were successful at getting what they called their flying machine off of the ground. And uh, they were thrilled over this accomplishment. So they went and telegraphed their sister, uh, Catherine, and said, we've actually flown 120 feet. We'll be home for Christmas. And Catherine hurried to the editor of the newspaper and showed him the message. And he glanced at it and he said, oh, how nice. The boys will be home for Christmas. He totally missed the big news that for the first time in history that man had taken flight. All he caught was the boys will be home for Christmas. And it can be that way at Christmas time sometimes. We get so busy with all the online shopping and the Christmas programs and the Christmas parties, and more online shopping, and uh, all the cookie baking and all that, we can uh, get a little lost and forget some of the big news, the best news that comes with the Christmas story. And so this morning, we want to take a look very quickly uh, at some of uh, the highlights from the Christmas story so we can capture some of the big news. And to help me do that, we have a very special panel that's going to help me. I mean, since I enjoyed the panel so much a couple weeks ago, we just thought we'd do another one. So all the way from Nazareth, we have Mary. Mary, if you would make your way to the platform. Next, we have Joseph, our hardworking carpenter, Joseph. And then we have a shepherd that is joining us. And last but not least, we have a wise man that is coming to join us on our panel. So I just, you guys look fantastic. Um, if you guys could just give me, uh, just go ahead and introduce your guys, yourself really quick. Hi, I'm Mary, the mother of Jesus, and the one that witnessed many of Jesus' first miracles. Excellent. And Joseph, go ahead. Hi, I'm Joseph, Mary's husband, as what she said. (laughs) Hi, I'm the shepherd. When I'm not around with the sheep, I'm nervously looking for the one. Yeah. Hi, I am a wise guy. If you need any advice, I am your guy. Awesome, guys. All right, so let's start with our first panelist, Mary. Mary, I want to have you read a few scriptures this morning and tell us just a little bit about your story. 
Luke 1, 26 through 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called Son of Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Yeah, great job, Mary. Thanks for reading those scriptures. You did a great job. But I have a couple just other questions I wanted to ask you. Did you know when you got engaged to Joseph that all he owned was a donkey, that he didn't have a car? No. You, you didn't, yeah. Would that been a, would have been a deal breaker maybe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, and uh, what did you do like all those days? Because... It probably took you four days on the back of a donkey to make that journey. What did you do all day while you're sitting on the back of the donkey? Do you remember? Um, I probably, like, pet the donkey or something. Okay, that's nice. That's nice. That's good. Awesome. And, uh, Mary, how old were you, do you think, when uh, you got engaged, when you had baby Jesus? Like, what kind of age were you then? Maybe my 30s. Maybe your 30s. Okay, awesome. Very good, very good. All right, thanks, Mary. I just want to take a moment, though, and point out a couple of things about Mary that we can read in the scriptures. Um, in Luke 2.19, it says, and, but Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. And I just want to remind us today that God has assignments and things that he wants all of us to do. He chose Mary to do this special assignment, but God has special assignments for all of you. And I just want to encourage you during this Christmas season to be like Mary and to ponder those things that God has been speaking to you in your life. And she also went on, she not only pondered them, but she positioned herself for breakthrough. We see, starting in verse 46, what the passage of scripture there is called Mary's song. And it starts off, out, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God the Father, for he has been mindful of his humble servant. And I just want to encourage you guys to take hold of the promises and the things that God has spoken over your life and keep pondering them and stirring them up and start prophesying over yourself and lining yourself up with the promises that God has spoken to your life just like Mary did. Because if you can imagine at 30 years old, perhaps younger, this was quite an assignment. And some of us are carrying great assignments and we still need to press in, hear from God and line ourselves up with those promises. So thanks, Mary, for that insight into our life. Well, next, next we have Joseph. Joseph, there's some scriptures written about you. Can you read those for us today? Matthew 1, 18 through 24. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. 
His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and did not yet want to expose her to to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. The, she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. Excellent job, Joseph, reading those scriptures. Well done. So, Joseph, I'm just kind of curious about Mary. Like, when you were out there on the donkey, did she have any cravings? Like, was she asking you to get her Chick-fil-A or anything like that? Definitely not. Definitely not. Okay, okay. Was she telling you how to drive that donkey, like, to speed up or slow down? Um, not for the beginning, but for the end sometimes. For the end. Okay, yeah. I could see where that, that could happen, yes. Awesome. And then when you got to the, you know, you got rejected at the hotel and you, you got in the stable, did you have to do a lot of cleaning? Like, what did you have to do in there to get ready for the, the birth of your son? We had to clean a lot. You had to clean a lot. Oh, was it a little smelly? Yes. Oh, I can only imagine. Thanks, Joseph. You know, sometimes we overlook that Joseph had a really big assignment. Uh, he had to get Mary all the way to Bethlehem to take care of her and having this baby. And circumstances had changed. All of a sudden, they had to all of a sudden leave their home and travel to Bethlehem for this. And I can't even imagine the responsibility that that came with, like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this safely with her? And, you know, sometimes in our life, our callings, that we're in, our seasons don't always match up with the circumstances that we're having to walk in every day. But I just want to encourage you guys just to stay faithful. Stay faithful and kind-hearted like Joseph was. And just keep pressing forward um, even when your season doesn't, doesn't look like the calling that you want it to be. Just keep pressing forward. So thank you, Joseph, for that good, good guidance for us. All right, and we have a beautiful shepherd, and reading her scripture verse is her big sister, Abigail. Come on up, Abigail. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. 
So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Excellent. Thank you, Abigail. (laughs) Shepherds are always one of my favorite parts in the story. And uh, uh, Miss Shepherd over there, I just wanted to ask you, um, I just wanted to ask you, did any of the sheep ever bite you? Like when you were in the field, did they ever bite you? Yes. (gasps) They did. Ouch. I bet that hurt. And did you ever lose a sheep? No one sheep. Just one? You just lost the one? And did you go look for the one? Yes. Yes. Awesome. And uh, what did you first think when you saw that star in the sky? What did you think when you saw that? I think it was a wish. You think it was a wish? Awesome. And the angels, were they like a really good choir? Were they off key or or how how were they? Were they good? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. I love the the part about the shepherds in the story uh, because when we first learn about shepherds in the Old Testament, they're a noble occupation and they're actually very wealthy. But we fast forward to the times when Jesus was born and the they weren't that high up on the social ladder anymore. And actually the rabbis had even banned them from pasturing sheep and goats in Israel, except out way out on the desert plains. The shepherds were pretty much the bottom rung of the ladder in those days. They had shared the same status as tax collectors and even dung sweepers. But here, this is who God chose to show up with a whole host of heavenly armies and angels to proclaim that his son had been born. He wanted these shepherds to know. And how did they respond? They responded by being the first ones to go out and share the good news of Jesus, that he has come, that he has come, the one who's bringing salvation and freedom. So God used the lowly shepherds as his voice to proclaim that his son has been born. And during this Christmas season, I just want us to remember this bit of news, that it doesn't matter who you are or where you live or what you do for a living, God loves you and he can use your life to tell others about his son, Jesus. So during this Christmas season, don't disregard yourself. Don't look at you as yourself as lowly, but look at yourself as a person that, hey, God can use me. God used the shepherds way out in a field. He can come and find me wherever I'm at. All right. Yeah. And last but not least, we have our wise guy. And reading some of his scriptures for us, our Miss Shannon, our assistant kids pastor. So Shannon, can you read those scriptures for us? Matthew 2, 1 to 3 and 9 to 11. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea. This happened while Herod was king of Judea. After Jesus' birth, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. They asked, where is the child who has been born to the king of the Jews? He saw, we saw his star when it rose. Now we have come to worship him. After the wise men had listened to the king, they went on their way. The star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them 
It finally stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. The wise men went to the house. There they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures. They gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Awesome. Thank you. So, uh, Mr. Wiseman over there, I just kind of wondering, like, where did you buy your gifts for Jesus? Did you go to a mall? Was it South Point or Crab? Like, where did you go to get your gifts for Jesus? Hmm. Can you remember? The store. The store. The store. <laughs> Target works. Target works great. Well, we know what, uh, uh, gold is and frankincense is, but what was myrrh? You brought Jesus myrrh. Do you know, remember what that was, was, what that was like? No. No? Okay. <laughs> a few years ago, a little girl thought it was, uh, stones from the moon, but you know, it, it was myrrh. Okay. All right. Well, and then one more question for you. When you met Jesus, how big was he? Because there's a little controversy about, like, what age he might be. Was, was he a baby? Like, how was he tall? Like, how big was Jesus when you, when you saw him? He was at least as big as Duncan. Whoa! As big as your grandpa. That's amazing. Wow, that must have been quite the journey to get to see him. Well, thank you, Mr. Wiseman. I love that. Yes, our wise guy has some wise cracks this morning. But I love this part about the wise men and the fact that they were looking, the scripture tells us that they were looking for the one, not that it was just born, but they were looking for the one that was born king, that was born king of the Jews. And the wise men recognized that it was Jesus. He was the one that was born king. The one that they've been hearing about and reading about, that was Jesus. Uh, and uh, I'm just, we're just going to pause here. I'm going to let, let's give our panel a big round of applause. You guys did amazing. You guys can find your seats. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, we do have one last uh, song and all that before we go this morning. But before we do that, I'm just going to ask everybody to stand. And we're just going to take a few moments just to reflect in this holiday season what the big news is that Jesus might be speaking into our life. You know, Christmas hits all of us different. Some of us, we just look forward to joyous family times uh, with all of our family members and traveling. But for others, Christmas can be really hard for us. It might be a time where getting together with family is not all that easy. Or maybe just this Christmas season is just a hard one for you this year. Or maybe you are super excited about 2023 already and you're wanting to step into more. And I just want to encourage you as we look at this Christmas story, again, here we have Mary, who was given this amazing assignment by God. And I just want you guys to ask this morning, like, God, what might be the assignment that you are wanting me to carry? What do you have for me? What upgrade do you have for me in, in 2023? Or maybe you're Joseph and 2022 has just been a hard year. That you know what God wants you to do, but this season and this journey seems really hard. And you feel like you've been riding on a donkey for days and months on end. And you're needing some fresh encouragement from the Lord. 
Or maybe you're like the shepherd and maybe you've discounted yourself like you're not worthy to carry the message of Jesus. That you're not worthy of having a grand assignment from him. But you are. I want to tell you today that God chose Mary, a young teenager. He used Joseph, someone with carpenter skills, to father the Savior. He carried shepherds, just common shepherds, way out on a hillside, taking care of sheep. And he sent wise men after Jesus to find the one that was been born. And this morning, I also want to ask, the wise men brought gifts. They sought out the one who was born king, and they brought him gifts. And maybe there's a gift today that God is asking you to come and to lay at his feet. And maybe you have never actually said, Jesus, I want to lay my life at your feet. I want to give you my whole life this Christmas season. And if you're here today and that's you, I just want you to know that this Christmas season can be the one where you decide to lay your life as a gift before Jesus. And I want to take a moment and I just want to pray with you this morning. Let's all bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Let's all pray. And if you're wanting to lay your life as a gift before Jesus today, I just want you to say this prayer with me. Jesus, I love you. I recognize that you were the one that was born king. And today, for the first time, I want to lay my life before you as a gift. I claim you as my savior. I invite you to come into my life and lead every moment of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for seeking me out and for saving me. And Father, for everybody here today, that you are wanting to birth new assignments in them, or you are wanting to encouragement, encourage them in the assignment that they already carry. Father, I just pray that you will just, through this power of the Holy Spirit, sweep over them and just may they hear in these moments the words that you're wanting them to hear. That you see them, that you recognize them, that you want to use them, that you have more for them, that you have great gifts for them this year that you're alongside of them and you're providing everything they need for their journey and for their assignment. Jesus, we love you. We thank you that you came, the one born king. We all just lay our lives, our assignments, our dreams, our hopes, our lives at your feet today. And we just say thank you. Thank you for coming. We love you, Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Let's please give it up for our kids, Pastor Susan. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. There are so many opportunities to grow, connect, and be encouraged. 
To learn more, visit ctfraleigh.com and follow us on social media. Thank you so much for being part of the family. We are so thankful for you.